Shall we just pray as we come to look at this story in a little bit more detail? Lord, we thank you for your presence with us. And we just pray that um, as we reach out to you, you may teach us something new about yourself and draw close to us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Isn't it amazing how Jesus seemed to attract so many people? Um, and so many of the, of the books in the New Testament you read, there were crowds here, crowds there, and everywhere. And uh, why were all these people gathering around Jesus? Well, it was because he was such an amazing person, wasn't he? He was able to um, teach some amazing things, uh, had some wonderful, funny stories, but perhaps more importantly, he was able to heal people and do some very dramatic miracles. So lots of people sort of went out to try and find him and see what next thing he was going to do. He was like, a bit like a celebrity, really. Um, you can imagine people driving down to Guildford to see um, some Justin Timberlake or some I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you can think of a better example of that. But anyway, people are attracted, aren't they, by celebrities. And in the stories that we were, we were hearing, that Laura spoke, um, read to us, um, there were two particular people um, who stand out in it. And one of them was a woman who was very unwell, and another was a man. Does anybody remember his name? Anybody? Began with a J. It wasn't Jesus. Jairus, thank you, yes. It was a person called Jairus. And they were in this crowd, wanting to get close to Jesus, to get his attention, but he just seemed to be lost in this great crowd of people. So here we had one person was this woman. We don't know what, what her name was, um, but she'd been unwell for over 12 years. She was in a really bad state. She'd been to doctors, but they were unable to heal her. And she'd spent probably most of her money on that. And here she was, desperate to see Jesus. She'd heard how he could heal. And so she thought, maybe, maybe Jesus might heal me. And then there was a man, a man called Jairus. And uh, he wasn't unwell himself, but his daughters, we heard, and we don't know her name either. They don't seem to be very good for giving girls and women names in the Bible, but never mind, it's another thing. But anyway, um, his daughter was dying. She was only 12 years old, and there she was in a very bad state. And Jairus had heard these wonderful stories about how Jesus had healed people, and in one or two occasions brought people back from death. They were very, even though they were, in some ways, both wanted to see Jesus, and they had that in common about them, they were, of course, very different people. The woman was obviously a woman, but she was very unwell, and because of her illness, nobody wanted to get, any, nobody wanted to get close to her. Because if they touched her or she touched them, they'd become unclean. And I expect she was around in the village um, by herself. Nobody wanted to be friends with her. She might well have even smelt as well. She wasn't the sort of person you would gravitate or want to be a friend with. So there was the woman. And then we have this man, Jairus, who was a very well-respected man in the, in the village. 
He was the ruler of the synagogue, rather like a church warden, um, who we try to respect. Yes, no, we do respect our church wardens. They're wonderful. But the Jarrah's was there to keep everything in order and to make sure the buildings stood up and so on. But, um, and he was somebody, of course, who would have been very popular. Goodness, if Jairus had a party, you'd be there. If this woman had a party, you definitely wouldn't be. So there they were, these two very different people, but both with a great need to see Jesus. They were desperate for him, for his attention, and for his touch. They had heard how the healing touch of Jesus had done some amazing things. Well, desperate situations required desperate actions. And so we read how the woman decided that she must touch Jesus in some way because she knew, she had faith, amazing, isn't it, that if she somehow touched him, touched his cloak, she would get well. And so when you young people earlier on were trying to take my handkerchief, it was rather like those, those well, like you creeping up. And this woman tried to creep up on Jesus and just sort of, without anybody seeing, touch his cloak and she, would, she was certain she would be clean. But how would she get close to Jesus with all these people here? She weaved her way around she obviously ducked down when Jesus looked towards her because he knew that if he saw her, he would probably want to keep away from her. But anyway, fortunately, um, she manages to touch his cloak. And amazingly, like a great right, right sort of a um, strike of lightning goes through her and she's completely healed. Isn't that amazing? And she thinks, wonderful. And I expect she was just about to go off when... Jesus looked round and said, hey, wait a minute, somebody touched me. And of course the disciples thought, well, how stupid. There are so many people around, loads of people have touched you. But Jesus knew that this was something very deliberate. And uh, as we read in the story, the, the woman owned up in the end. She must have been, well, she was. She was terrified. What was Jesus going to do? Was he going to say, well, how dare you touch me? You've made me unclean. No, she didn't. No, he didn't. And wasn't it amazing that he was so full of love for her and he called, called her daughter. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. A daughter? A daughter, she said to herself. How can I possibly be a daughter? Nobody wants me. And there was that amazing thing. Not only had she been healed of this illness, but now she was restored she was actually a daughter, a child of God, fully recognised and fully valued. But while all this was going on, poor Jairus was tearing his hair out. How can I get Jesus to come to my daughter when there's all this delay and people getting Jesus' attention? And of course, as we read, as, as Laura told us in the, in the story, poor old Jairus hears the news that his daughter has died. And his servants say, look, forget it. Just Jesus, let Jesus, you go off and do something else. It's a waste of time coming to see this little girl. And yet Jesus says, don't worry, have faith. All is going to be well. And so he makes his way, as we, as we heard in the story, up to um, Jairus' house. And, uh, 
and there are people there mourning and wailing and uh, fishing, no, not fishing, wait, yes, no. And they were playing instruments um, because it was all very, very sad. And uh, Jesus says, now look, just move out the way, you lot, just out the way. Um, this, this girl, this little 12-year-old girl, well, quite a big 12-year-old, no, um, she's fine. She's going to be fine. She's just sleeping. And you can imagine, can't you, all the, oh, how stupid, this stupid, stupid carpenter's son. What does he know? What does he know about things like this? And yet, Jesus went on with taking two or three disciples with him. And there he touched this child. And once again, the touch of Jesus transforms this little girl. And she sits up and she is, is healed. Two very different people, yet they both met Jesus in a most wonderful way. The woman who, take, who took a risk of touching Jesus and, and all the, the consequences that might have had for her. The, the ruler of the synagogue, um, Jairus, who actually, we read in, in the Bible story, that he knelt before Jesus to, and pleaded with him to come and heal his daughter. He was willing to look a, look a bit of a fool. Nobody like that, nobody as respectable like that would, would go down on his knees, especially in front of this chap who was rather controversial anyway. And yet, Jairus did that. He took an enormous risk. He might have been got by the authorities. He might have lost his job even. But he was willing to do that, to see Jesus come to his house. I like to think that Jairus and his family in their celebrations might have invited that woman to come and join in. There the woman who'd been ill for 12 years meets the little girl who was 12 years of age. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? Well, could Jesus do that today? We believe he could. We believe Jesus there longs to reach out and touch our lives. However we might be feeling, we might feel that Jesus would have no interest in us at all. In fact, we might be somebody who's a bit of on the edge of things. But Jesus loves you. Or you might be somebody who's rather respectable. Think, yeah, can't possibly talk to Jesus about this. I'm sure I can sort it out myself. And yet both these people found an amazing answer to their requests, to their desire to meet Jesus. If you'd like to stand, we're just going to have a, a moment just to think about some of these things that have come up. I wonder what... Uh, what jumped, out of, what jumped out at you in that passage? Was it that woman who was completely on the edge of, of the community? Somebody who was ignored, somebody who was rejected? Do we know somebody like that? Where we work, where we're at school, when some child nobody wants to play with because hmm, they've got really funny clothes and they... And they, to be honest, they smell a bit. Mm, I don't. Mm. Maybe we can reach out to somebody like that. Or maybe, or maybe not just reaching out to 
others in, in our workplace or school, but in our, in our society, how we can reach out and be the healing hand of Jesus. Or maybe we need to feel that touch ourselves. We might be feeling very empty. We may be feeling that life is very difficult for us at this time. And there's really no hope. There's no future for us, perhaps. And perhaps in a, in a way, we, we want to reach out to Jesus, but we don't quite know how to do that. And yet, we can. And so perhaps you might like to, if you feel you're someone who you would like Jesus to reach out to you, Perhaps you can just put your hands, open your hands like so, and uh, just ask Jesus, please, Lord, come to me. Come and heal me in whatever way that you want to. And perhaps for others, Lord, help us to be a channel of your love to others, that we might be a channel of your peace and a challenge of your healing. For Jesus' sake. Amen.